part-time fanboy. Hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm okay. Uh, just to let you know, I do have a little cold, a little head cold. Oh, so, so, so do I, so do I. Oh no, it's terrible. It's going around. Yeah, everybody's got something, yeah. Is yours really bad? Mine is not really bad. Is yours really bad? No, no, it's more of like a, a mild annoyance. <laughs> My wife... um it's been really bad for like a week, <laughs> but oh like, wow, yeah. I think I I think I conquered it. Like as soon as I felt the tickle in my neck, like I was like, you know, yeah. nasal spray and you know right, gargle right, right. and all that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no cold, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, yeah. Everybody, everybody's been getting something. Yeah, it's lovely. As long as well, it's not COVID, so uh, it's just a cold. Uh, but yeah. uh, here we are. Here we are on the here, part-time here, fanboy. Here we are once podcast. again. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Well, let's just start by saying this is a part-time fanboy podcast with two sick people on the line. Uh, <laughs> my name is Christian Horn, and I have Stephen Prince returning. I can't remember Ooh. what, um, how many times you've been on this podcast, sir, but it has been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. I try to space it out, but I think it's probably, I, I think... I think we've done maybe two other interviews, and then I did that one with uh, you and Dave to watch. We talked about something. I don't remember. A movie. What. It must have been a horror a movie, movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, I, I don't. Re- I, I can't remember which yeah. one. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming back. You're always welcome. I mean, we should just say yeah. that we're kind of like we're friends, friendly. Like we see each other at conventions. <laughs> we've been we've been at each other's homes. Uh, yeah. Every you know, once in a while. I mean, yeah. we're not yeah. best pals or anything, but you know, yeah. we've hung out, so we, you know, yeah. this would be a very, very friendly conversation. I not that to, I, I, no, go ahead. I was gonna say I try to boost uh, Christian's confidence. At <laughs> yeah, at conventions while I sit around in my, yeah, yeah. in my anxiety. <laughs> it's, true. Yeah. it's true. It's true. It's true. But you have a lot to be confident about. I mean, you are the creator of Monster Matador, which is a book that I've always loved um I, yeah. I love monster matador i try to support it and you have a kickstarter coming out um this week right yes yeah yeah january 8th which january 8th. Uh, depending on when this drops maybe today maybe yesterday yeah i believe <laughs> maybe so a couple of days ago <laughs> probably be wednesday so if that's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so around the the time yeah, of launch perfect. so but perfect. uh yeah, no perfect. yeah and so but this one is for is it for the second chapter of once upon some monsters in Mexico. Yes, it's for part two of that. Part two, that got story. it, got it. Yeah, because that one, uh, I was looking at them this morning. I pulled out all my Monster Matador stuff because I have a Ooh. lot of it. I went into my comic book, um, my comic book boxes and pulled out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you are right behind. Uh, uh, no, or right. Uh, right, yeah, right behind Monkey Man and O'Brien. So I just wanted to let you know. Okay, that's that's that's. That's pretty good. As long as I'm not behind, like you know, baby badass or something. You know? <laughs> as long as you're not, we don't. We try yeah, not to talk about baby badass that. on this podcast. <laughs> I gotta be in front of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Legal. You, you avoided all that legal, legal. stuff. 
So that's, yeah, 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 that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. And I should say that that is not legal stuff between me and Dave. That is between the company that published uh, Action right. Lab. So right. David Schrader, right. who has right. been on this podcast several right. times uh, who, and was who, just who on was for also Black Christmas. Oh, he episode. was? Yeah. For... What? He's okay. also yeah. what? Who's all... He's also a friend that I and I'm I'm teasing. Yes, yes, no, we we tease. We like to tease on this this show. But uh, uh, for people who do not know, for the ignorant among us, uh, what is <laughs> what is Monster Matador? I've I've I boiled it down to a oh, very you did. precise. Oh, uh, great! Pitch, yeah, excellent. Monster. Uh, I'm sorry. Matador fights kaiju. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's your, that's your, well, this one is, uh, I mean, it's kind of the same. I mean, there's a giant bug in it, which is awesome. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, at least the, the first Megaracha. issue. Yeah. Cucaracha. Is that, yeah. That's what we called it. Right. Meg Megaracha. Oh, Megaracha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause giant, at the so it's very end of the book, I was looking and he goes, Cucaracha. Like he's like, he's been knocked off his well, horse. Yeah, yeah. It's this sort of thing where, you know, like in, uh, you know, characters within the movie or the story don't actually name the monster. You know, but sure. As a as a viewer, whatever you have a, you've named it. You name need to name it, it something, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. You need to, yeah. and you call Some it Mega people, Racha. I, I think, I, yeah, I, I think in the second issue they start calling it Mega Racha. Okay. You think for, you don't know? Him, Th this Kickstarter is about to launch. Right. Come on now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but for him, he's he has this. Uh, what you kind of what we kind of tease and what we kind of see is. He's got this fear of, of cockroaches for a reason that we'll find out in issue two. Nice. Yeah. So to him, it's just he's just sees a cucaracha. He doesn't see it as a. It's just you know they're all monsters there. Got it. So it's like Indiana um, Jones with snakes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of that that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Why did it have to be snakes? That sort of thing. Got it. Got it. Right. Got it. Yeah. Exactly. Why did why did it have to be cockroaches? I I I I have I I, I hate cockroaches. Oh, I, everybody I, does. Who likes cockroaches? When I see them. Yeah. When I see them, I like I recoil. I just have this like visceral <laughs> reaction. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I and I thought it would be cathartic. Cathartic. To write a book about about you know the matador having that same kind of fear and visceral reaction to that. It and would help you with and your try and, and it it didn't. It so, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't. No, it didn't. That's it funny. Didn't. That's funny. No, I mean, uh, well, a I I love. You, you say matador fighting kaiju and that, I mean, it's a pretty simple explanation and it's direct yeah. and to the point. I mean, people get it. Right. Um, but yeah, when I, mean, I was looking, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, no, no, I was just going to say, I was, uh, I was looking I through this book, there's a lot of like Mad Max. There's a lot of like apocalypse end of the world stuff in it. Um, this yeah. one in particular reminded me of like, uh, Mad Max and when that that f I was looking yeah. through it um it reminded me of that Furiosa trailer that just came out like you know a couple of weeks ago oh which, yeah 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 which I'm like first in yeah. line to go see I'm like I don't care what anybody yeah, says I'm, I'm like get out of my way <laughs> like you know yeah. not that we wait in lines for movies anymore but you know I will yeah. I'm dying to see that because I love the first one but when I was looking through this issue again um because uh I do really like this book and I support the print when I can uh, for, mm. you know, Kickstarter people. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of like, it reminded me, you've got vehicles, you've got Mad Max, you've got like, uh, I don't know, like there's a semi, I don't know if they're low riders or whatever, or like cop. Yeah. yeah. So, so these are, uh, so I'll, I'll give you the, you know, the big, the big sort of, it, it's a post-apocalyptic kaiju throwdown about a matador who fights monsters to make a better world for his daughter. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it's, there is a bigger story to it. This is part of, 
um, how we split this up is, is, is we've taken the Hellboy model yeah. in that um, we tell all these separate miniseries, but if you read them all together, they form this larger over overarching story. Yeah. But one of the nice things is that you can just kind of come into the book in any story arc and not feel like the weight of, you know, however many issues behind it. Yeah. Um, at, uh, at its core, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you're buying the book because you want to see a matador <laughs> fight monsters, you know? It's like when you go see a Godzilla movie, you you know, the story's important and, and all the other stuff is important, but, like, you know, there better be some fucking good Godzilla stuff in there, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and yeah. What, yeah, and when I do conventions, what, what I found was, like, you know, trying to get it, you know, it takes too long. And I literally, now I just stand in front of my table and I go, Matador versus Kaiju. <laughs> and people just go, huh? Okay. That's great. At conventions, do people so automatically yeah. know what Kaiju is? I would imagine they just know what that is, right? Because not everyone knows. Yeah, for the, most, for the most part. And if they don't, it actually gets them to stop and ask what a Kaiju is. Oh, know? nice. So that's good. <laughs> so, that's, so, so it works either way. Nice. But, uh, but those, those, the cars that we did, um, in, in this arc, we introduced uh, monster fighting luchadors. Gotcha. Um, and, and they're going to play a role in this, and, and we're hopefully going to do like a little spinoff and stuff like that. Um, but uh, if you know uh, Mexican uh, movies, one of the great Mexican characters, and, and I guess luchadors is uh, Santo, the yeah. great Santo. And Santo is, is famous for fighting monsters. And and one of the things about Santo is he's, he's one, he's impeccably dressed, you know, with his silver mask. And he always drives like uh, an awesome little like convertible or something like that. You know, he's, he's a lot of these movies were from the 50s and 60s, like um, at their peak. And, and you're always driving these really cool like Aston Martin type type cars and things like that. So so in that scene, when when uh, there's a big splash page where we introduce those uh, luchadors and they're coming in and in all those vehicles and the cars and things like that. Um, it's it, it's a tip of the hat to that. It's a, it's it's an homage and, a, and an acknowledgement of of uh, of the influence and uh, of, of Santo and and those films. Were you a big fan of that stuff at some point, or like Mexican wrestling and stuff? Because I know that I mean I want to say like maybe I mean obviously wrestling's always popular, right? Like I think I watched yeah. I recently right before the holidays watched a documentary on Netflix called Wrestling, which I would highly recommend. I thought it was really oh, okay. interesting and fun. Um I don't know anything about wrestling, so anybody listening to this who's like Christian like that, I'm just saying like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a I don't want to say minor league wrestling sort of, you know, league or something, but it, it was people that obviously we're trying to make their way up in the wrestling world. But like, I know oh, that 10, 15 years ago or whatever, that luchador thing was like big in LA, like at least in, in yeah, this area. It was, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And were you ever a big fan of that sort of thing? I mean, I'm a fan in the sense that I enjoy it when I catch it, you know? Yeah. Like, but I, it's always, it, it I, I wouldn't say I'm like knee deep into that. Like when I was a kid, I loved wrestling. Sure. Um, are we but talking like Hulk Hogan, Mr. T? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but because they're, I mean, you know, they're superheroes. Yeah. Right? They're, they're literally, I mean, back then especially. I, I, now, now, now it's a little different. But those guys, like if you were a kid, uh, when Hulk Hogan, Junkyard Dog, you know, all those guys, they were, they were cartoon characters. There was a cartoon at the time. But yeah, they yeah, were that's like right, that's right. Car- 
they were literally cartoon characters yeah. you know yeah um and, and and you know that's that was the appeal and they wore all these bright you know hulk hogan had the you know those yellow uh the yellow spandex or whatever the yellow uh yeah, he had the yellow yeah. shorts, like, like the yeah. wear, and they all a lot of them wore like primary colors and things like that. So it was it was very much like a, a real life comic book. Yeah, and know? Hulk Hogan was like, and, "I and, am a real American." Like he had a yeah, song. I, and... Yeah, he had the song and everything. I had the workout kit. Um, <laughs> Did you really? That's and, great. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Um, and luchadors are, and luchadors are this. It's the same thing, you know. It's the same concept. But I'm, I, I've I've got you know I've watched I I, I like. I watch a lot of documentaries on them and I, I'm fascinated by the whole culture of it. It's fascinating yeah. to me. And, and, and even, and even with matadors and uh, one of the things that that's, that stands out, you know, in, in America, we're, we're kind of, we're pretty cynical, you know, yeah. as far as our culture goes and things like that. Yeah. Uh, we tend to sort of mock things that are not um, modern or whatever you know someone walks around in a revolutionary war uniform you'll kind of point and laugh and be like who is that weirdo or whatever you know what i mean yeah yeah we tend uh, to mock the thing that it, isn't like cool right now you know what i yeah, mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, but in mexico and I, what i find appealing and I, I think what's what's so interesting about um the matador and um this is some something that someone mentioned um is that you know if you see a guy in a matador in mexico and he's wearing the you know the the uh, you know, the suit of lights, it's, uh, the suit of lights that he wears and everything, you know, no one's going to like think twice. No one's going to point at him and be like, Oh, is it Halloween or something like that? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a level of respect, even if you don't agree, you know, with the whole bullfighting thing, there's a level of respect that's accorded, you know, to that person yeah. based on, on, on the cultural aspect of it. And the same goes with luchadors. You know, these guys don't take off their masks Yeah, yeah. and they're in public. They go to schools, they do everything in their masks and, and it's completely normal. No one looks at it like, Oh, this, who is this like crazy guy walking around with this luchador mask or whatever, you know, it's like people stop and they go, Oh, it's, it's whoever this luchador is, you know, like there, there's a level of respect for that. And that's really, that's really cool. And it's one of the things we try to, you know, I, that's important within the book. And, you know, one thing that I hate about, like, again, like if you were to do like a quote unquote Americanized version of the matador, you know, um, like when we did Afropocalypse, everyone would be making fun of his costume, right? Because yeah. he's not wearing camouflage or whatever. Yeah. 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 And, and one, and one thing I did specifically on purpose was the first scene um, that he arrives on this, on the jungle base, um, and he gets off the helicopter and it's actually the characters that are based on you and, and Dave. Yeah. I found and, this this and morning and look, I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and they look at him and, and what they say is, Oh, you know, he's not as big as I thought he was going to be. You know yeah. what I mean? They don't make fun. They don't like the costume is totally normal. Like they respect that he's a matador. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that anyway, but long story short, that I, I love that aspect of it, and, and, I, and I find that I find that absolutely fascinating. Yeah, yeah, and and it's and, and, yeah, and it's it's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring the story back to Mexico because I really wanted to play with that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I know it, it's you know being part Colombian, it's really funny growing mm -hmm. up and seeing 
like, you know, there's, they're making documentaries now about stuff. When I was younger, right. you know, I'd go to my grandmother's house and I'd be like, what is this? Like, what is this? You know, and yeah, people yeah. are sort of like embracing it in the wider culture. Like, like there's that documentary that Netflix did. Netflix, again, this show is not sponsored by Netflix, but at least you're not making me pay for ads like <laughs> Amazon Prime. Um, but uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm dropping my Amazon Prime it's account. A whole, it's a whole other it's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Um, but I, I need to mention it because we need to make Amazon not no, give us it's, ads. It's, yeah, it, yeah, it's... Uh, it's yeah. messed up. But I mean, um, I forget which, you know, the kind of psychic guy that's like, I, I'm blanking out, obviously, because my head is stuffed. But, you know, like all this Latin stuff that I grew up with that mm -hmm. I thought was weird. Like, I was like, oh, this is weird because I grew up in the yeah. U.S. You know what I mean? And yeah. then when I was younger you know, my mom moved us to South America for like a year and I was like total fish out of water. I was like, what oh, did wow, we do? Okay. Like, you know what I mean? And, and I, as an American, you know, quote unquote American kind of like rejected a lot of that stuff. And to me, it's really funny growing up and just seeing like, Oh, like this is something to embrace. Like this is not funny, but just like cool to see like that, Mm -hmm. That this is something to embrace now. I can look at it with different eyes and be like, oh, this is part of our culture. This is all, you know, like, like, uh, not for lack of a better phrase. And again, I have a cold, like the cheesiness of the, the Mexican wrestling and stuff like that, or the, the, the on-air psychics and stuff like that. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, 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 um, it's one of the things like with this once upon some monsters in Mexico that like we explore, we're going to explore like the mysticism and things like that. Um, it's, it's such, I mean, to me, like, you know, really because of the book, I've been <clears throat> getting more and more into, and, you know, reading a lot of books for research and stuff like that. And it's just so fascinating how all these things, you know, and, and it goes back obviously to when, you know, uh, you know, the Spanish invaded or whatever, how all these things kind of like weaved into and made this culture that it was all these different things, you know, all like the old ways with like the new ways that were forced upon them and how they kept all those things, you know, it's, yeah, it's just fascinating. It, it's, it's become, it, it really is a really just uh, fascinating culture, but you know, you spoke, you talk about like the mysticism and things like that. This is like maybe 15 years ago. I used to have these really bad uh, panic attacks every now and then. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, and uh, I, uh, I. Now my you aunt, just have them when you hang out with me. That that's right. now I just have when I hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go on. Um, but she was she was uh, she was Mexican, half Mexican, half Navajo. Um, uh, she, she um, and uh, we used to go down there and. And one time she took me to go see a, a mystic. Her her mom had seen this guy and, and she was telling him about her daughter and me. And, and he said, oh, something, he said, something's really bad is going to happen to him. He needs to come see me. I need to, oh, whatever. Oh, no. Oh, no. And it was crazy. No, but, but it's, here's the crazy. We were on, we were driving down and we're on the highways at night. And uh, at one point, a semi just cut in front of the car oh and i screamed like ah you know like i literally it was it was such a weird moment and oh. she hadn't told me any of this she's like oh no we just have to go down to mexico or whatever I'm, i don't want you know 
Oh, so, so like, she yeah, was whatever, taking you down there down. to see this, this. So I, so uh, I had no idea, but this moment, this thing, and I literally thought I was going to die. I thought that was it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how close a call that was. Yeah. And then she told me after, I was like, oh my God. And that freaked her out because, you know. Sure. Um, sure. But I will say but, this, that you know, nothing bad actually happened to you. <laughs> like you, you thought you were going to no, die, nothing, but you didn't. No, 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 no. But, you know. And it, but it was a fascinating experience because I met him and he started talking and he, he started telling me about himself and he started, uh, he was speaking in Spanish and I understand a little and her yeah. mom was, they were translating a little bit for me and um, he was telling me the story about himself and how he became like, you know, connected to mysticism and things like that and all this stuff. And then um, his assistant was like looking at me and she was like, you know, you have one side of you, like you're, you have a devil on one side of you and whatnot and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And it was just kind of like, and, 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 and at some point it was almost like I was, I was kind of like in a fugue state, you know, it was just kind of like bringing me into this thing. And, uh-huh. and he said, do you want me to help you? You know, he's like, you have to ask for my help. And I said, yes, I want you. If I have a demon inside you, I want it out. Yeah. I want it out, whatever. And he did this whole ritual. He sat, I sat on a chair and it all and 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 it boiled down to, I you know, and, and it was so I, I he, something about he said there's going to be this picture of G, there's this picture of Jesus on the mantle, oh. and it doesn't have eyes, you know, and he's sitting there, he's doing this whole thing, he's rubbing uh, alcohol on me and this whole, and my eyes are closed, and he's done, and I just feel like lighter than air, I feel oh. like light air, and then he goes look at, look at the Jesus, you know, and I look at the mantle and the Jesus has eyes and I go, Oh my God, you know, Jesus, he has eyes, he has eyes. And it was like, boom, like this weight was just lifted off of me. You know, it was like, and I haven't had a panic. I haven't had any, a panic attack since. Really? Fascinating. Yeah. And it's fascinating. And you go, you know, it is what you call, you know, quote unquote mysticism. But it's no different also than going to a psychologist and talking through your problems and, you know, how they give you things like that. It's just in Mexico, these things are, are wrapped around mysticism, you know, yeah. and they have this kind of like mystical element. So I just found that I found that very fascinating. So there. So it, it's. Um, it's wow. really interesting. And so you're seeing that that experience helped you out because I, I mean, I know yeah, we've yeah. probably discussed this. I'm more Scully in life than I am Mulder. Like I'm like, yeah, oh, right, right. I need to <laughs> yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah. Like, you know, despite all the it's so weird because people are like, really? And I'm like, with all the stuff that you're into. And I'm like, yep, I need to see it. Yeah, it yeah. needs to be right in front of me. You know, whatever you tell me you were abducted by a UFO, whatever. I need to see it like right here. Right. I don't believe and go like right. it's not that I don't believe that stuff doesn't exist. It's just that I I'm just like I need to you know. Well, it's yeah, it's not. And you know, I'll, I'll pull back the curtain. I don't believe it's magic. Sure. Okay. I, I don't believe it's like some you know, but it it's in a way it is theater, you know, and you know which again is very much a part of you know the culture. Yeah. But it, it's 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 a way to you know when you're when you're talking about. Um, you know, trauma victims or, or, or psychology, you know, how, how do you remove those mental blocks? And part of that is disassociating yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the sense of you have to kind of let them go. And, 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 and the way in which he kind of this, this process, this, uh, 
was a way of doing that was a way of removing whatever mental block or whatever mental thing in my head that was causing that that was kind of you know that that whole ritual was no different than uh you know a psychologist telling you to you know close your eyes and count to 20 and you know <laughs> yeah kumbaya, right sure but it's wrapped up but it's wrapped up in this kind of mysticism and ritual which makes it very you know so did that uh, make you like a believer and stuff like that i mean obviously you're sort of um you're kind of uh again cloudy head like kind of like rationalizing it in like your own head while you talk to me but did that mm -hmm. make you sort of like more open to the belief of that sort of thing or are you like no this is more like, like what you just said well i think but i think it's the same thing i, I think they're I, I think it's the same thing uh -huh, uh -huh. I, I, I don't i don't i don't see any difference between the two i i i believe it in the sense that if you're willing to open yourself up to it you know that sure. It, it, you know, it can work. help you. But like I say, I don't think it's rooted in, 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 you know, what you call magic magic. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's rooted in, in psychology. It's no different than, you know, when you go back to Neanderthals or whatever, you know, how, you know, um, how is fire made? You know, it seems like, right. I mean, what's that thing they always say, you know, magic is, is something that you, you just, we just haven't explained yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We just don't understand yet. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, you know, it, it, I mean, it's like, it's like looking at a, it, if you took someone from 1920 and showed them an iPad, they think you were a wizard. Oh right? yeah. 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 They'd be like, what the hell? So how always... do you... Yeah. And look at all this porn. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it would just yeah, be, yeah. People would lose their minds. Yeah. 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 yeah but, <laughs> But like, I don't like in the sense of, you know, this guy, you know, it's not like he's, you know, twirling his finger and going, you know, abracadabra. Boom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? But it, but what you do realize is that it is very much a ritual. It is very much like there is very much a logic to it and a process to it. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that allows you to kind of to to relax yourself uh -huh. and be open to focus. Yeah, you know I, what mean I mean, that makes, I mean, that part of it definitely makes a lot of sense, you know, um, yeah. and stuff like that. But did you end up going back like regularly or? No, 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 no. I, I, I used to go to um, the Buddhist temple over here on uh, oh, nice. Crenshaw. Yeah. Um, and I used to see every now and then the, the Bantha head of the temple and he would, he would read my, my hands. Oh, me, nice. He was, he was, he was. He was he was psych. Him, I believe, truly had some other word. I mean, he was psychic. Yeah. He he just knew. I mean, but and and again, he just he was so in tune with with just everything, and um, he, he just had a way of just understanding and knowing a person. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, it was it was. It, he would say things and I would just be like, how did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was so, and it was so sharp and there were things he would say that like, you know, a month later, six months later, I'd be like, Oh my God, you know, this is exactly what he was talking about because sometimes, you know, he would say things like you don't want to hear about, you know, or you don't want to like admit to yourself or whatever. Yeah. And then like, 
you have the this day and you're like damn it he's right you know what i mean sure sure very much like a uh, psychiatrist really. or psychologist yeah yeah. yeah 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 but again we but you know because a psychiatrist is a perfect you know quote unquote professional in an office in a in a tie and you're paying him all this money and yeah yeah and he's giving you pills and whatever we have a different perception of what that is as opposed to someone who, you know, you sit down in the middle of a temple or a floor and, and he's wearing uh, colorful robes and sure. and and it's under, you know, the guise of a of a religion or whatnot, we 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 perceive that differently, right? Yeah. We pre- perceive that as, you know, mysticism or whatever, which it isn't. It's it's the same it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same it, so yeah. But it it what's it sounds like to same me and, and we've never really talked about a lot of this stuff like you know, religion yeah. or psychiatry or psych. Why would we, we just run into each other at conventions right. and, you know, stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. But, or, or, you know, you, you help my daughter with Girl Scout cookies, which I've always have appreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your family's very kind yeah, to, yeah. to buy Girl Scout cookies from my daughter when it's Girl Scout, yeah. which is coming well, up soon. Um, but um, well, my daughter just joined. too. <laughs> what's that? My daughter just became a Girl Scout. Oh, did she? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. So cute. It's fun. It's good stuff. Girl Scouts are great. They're great. But I mean, it sounds like you've always been open to like other cultures, other ideas and stuff like that. And, you know, one of the things we've discussed with Monster Matador is like the sensitivity of not necessarily having a Latinx background, but dealing with Latinx characters, especially like in the culture we're in. Right. Because it's like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so, like, what sort of... I mean, we've talked a little bit about it at conventions, but it seems like people are very mm-hmm. open still to yeah. you and your book and, and the things that you're doing with it, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately it boils down to, you know, be respectful, right? Yeah. If yeah. you're going to do that. And, you know, it goes back to one of the things we talked about uh, just a few minutes ago is, you know, don't make a joke out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, I mean, I, I think we've talked about this probably a different podcast or whenever, but I came up with Monster Matador in 2008. Yeah. 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 And it was a response to uh, my ex and I had gone to see the movie Constantine. Constantine okay. The, you know, the Keanu Reeves, which I love. It's a great movie. Uh, but the opening scene takes place in, uh, takes place in Mexico and the, the there's a demon, whatever the ground opens up, whatever, but there's two, uh, two men, two Mexican guys. And they're kind of like, um, they're like in rags and they've got like, kind of like misshapen faces or whatever, really ugly. And I remember she kind of slunk in her seat and just kind of groaned. And I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, she's like, every time they show a Mexican, it's that. Right. Yeah. And, and I remember, and I remember that, and I remember, and when I when I kind of came up with Monster Matador, it was it was very much like I don't want anyone to ever have that reaction. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. When they when they see it, and one of the reasons why I didn't do anything with it back then is I, I was really worried about going to a publisher or whatever because I didn't want it. You know, at that time, you got to remember this is 15 years ago. People were still doing well. If 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 it was a Mexican hero like that, he probably would have had to have like a white sidekick or something. You yeah, know what I mean? or he would have had to say like, like "Ay caramba" could, a lot or something like that. Right, like, or that, something. It, it would have been. It would. Yeah, like you know, it, it would have had to be. You know, there would have had to be some anchor or something 
that like Americanized it so people could feel comfortable around yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which is so, you know, I mean, it's so it's, crazy. It's so stupid, yeah. you know? And, um, so I kind of, and, and it was just, there was no Kickstarter. There was, you know, it wasn't like so easy to find artists and whatever. So I always kind of kept it in my back pocket waiting for the time that I could do it, you know, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Or, or a way that I felt was, um, was respectful. And, and one of the nice things about it is that, um, you know, I have friends or my sister, friends of friends when I did tangle the matadors, um, one of her friends who was, um, Latina had a had a uh, a young son, eight year old son, and she got it for him because it was it was a Latino hero, of yeah. which there are very few, you yeah. know. Um, and she said he couldn't he couldn't he loved you know he couldn't stop reading it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. and it's a similar thing at you know at conventions when they see that he's you know it's a Mexican hero like it it really like means something, you know? And, and one of the things that I noticed too, is a lot of times people will do these characters that are matador or whatever, but they're dressed like more modern in like a motorcycle outfit or something. You uh. know what I mean? And I think what appeals to this character about this character is the fact that he's not just a matador, but he actually looks like a matador. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at Sandy at San Diego uh, Comic Con, you know, I would get uh, uh, people would just stop and say, you know, every time I'm at a convention, people stop. I have a big matador stand up, a six foot tall matador that I put behind the table to, and I can't tell you how many times people stop, even if they're not interested in comics, they stop and go matador. Yeah. Matador. It has to be matador. Yeah. Um, and that, and that, and that really is something kind of special, you know? So, so there is, you know, in a way there is this kind of huge responsibility of like, Oh shit, don't fuck it up. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and uh, is that uh, hard for you yeah. to like maintain that balance at all? I mean, it seems like you would approach it from a respectful viewpoint, you know, but how much, yeah. how many times are you stopping yourself and being like, Oh, I got to research that, or I should look into that, or I should ask somebody about that. Do you, do you, do you have to um, do that a lot for this book at all or? Not that, not that often, but I, but I do. Um, and you know, uh, Teresa Rojas, who runs uh, the Latinx uh, Comic Fest in Modesto, has been. She did a study guide and a, a thing for our, our trade paperback, and she's someone who I, I've been talking to her. I've got to lean on her for um, the, the story arc that comes after this because I'm getting really into specific aspects of the culture that I don't want to fuck up. So if it's something like like that where i feel like okay this is kind of like um a, a cultural thing you know that i want to make sure I, I, I get it right that i'm yeah. not kind of like misinterpreting it you know yeah and you know part of the challenge with that in any culture is that everyone has their own viewpoint on a thing right sure yeah. Uh, you might see it that way, but someone might go, but because, you know, everything is regional and whatever. So, I mean, there are challenges in that way, but, but ultimately at the end of the day, the, the fact of the matter is that the matador is the hero of the book and you treat him like a hero. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's ultimately, that's ultimately, um, well, I you think, know, yeah, one of the things that works about this book really well is that yeah. there's none of this like 
hero hand wringing in it like oh should i do this right. or oh should i like yeah yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. what i'm talking about the thing that's just become so yeah. popular with like batman yeah, yeah you yeah. know whatever and yeah. and so many heroes yeah. and and i just read an article in gq the other day not in gq it was online on gq whatever talking about the dc yeah. you know universe cinematic unit whatever you want to call it and you know kind of like the quote-unquote failure of it and a lot yeah. of it was like, oh, you know, they made like Superman and Bat like all these hand wringing, like, should I do this? You know, should I not do this? And from the get go, at least as long as I've been reading it, like your character is very much like, no, I'm here to do good. Like, I'm here to do the right thing. And, and I think that that well, goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's confident. He know. I mean, and, and you'll see as the storyline gets, you know, because his daughter's into it, that kind of confidence in that macho-ness that you know uh it does end up you know he does have that does kind of weave into it but ultimately if you're if you're you know and this is the problem with a lot of the dc stuff and whatever a, a hero needs to be confident yeah okay yeah it needs to believe in themselves yeah. uh, because if they don't believe in themselves and what they're doing how can the audience believe in them yeah exactly Exactly. And the sort of this is, again, what we're talking about, like not treating these things seriously is that, um, you know, they always have to like, especially the DC movies, they always have to tear the hero down a notch. They always have to make fun of something. They always if the hero comes in and he's wearing a costume, they always have to make a joke about the costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he has to or he or she has to make a joke about their costume, about how silly they look or whatever. And automatically, right there, you lose the audience. Yeah, yeah. Because who wants who wants to root for a joke? Yeah. If if you can't take your own character seriously, if you can't take what they're doing, if you have so much disdain for that, for the medium or whatever, then why should anyone else care about it? Yeah. You know, yeah. like uh, the what was it? The last the Flash movie that came out. The yeah. scene, it was credit scene with Aquaman and he's drunk and whatever and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it's a cheap joke. Yeah. Right. It's funny. I mean, it's not even funny at the end of the day, but like, okay, why are you, why should I root for this guy now? Yeah. He's just a, he's, he's every douchebag I've ever seen at a bar. Why do yeah. I want to go? See his well, it's the broification of superheroes. It's like that. That's yeah. what everyone exactly. thinks. And, yeah. And yeah. who wants, who wants to root for that? That's like, yeah. Those are People well, that... there's definitely an element out there. And I think that that's not what okay. superhero fans got drawn to in the very beginning when, I mean, obviously there were a lot of people like Batman's cool. He beats the shit out of people, you know, and stuff like that. But I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, like, you know, very insecure, got made fun of a lot, didn't have two parents in the house, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, so all of the, the idea of like the good and, and like the coolness of them and the costumes and stuff was just like, even still to this day, it's like, to me, I'm like, oh, that's cool. But you're right. Like, to me, a lot of the the things that have gone wrong is, again, like I said, the broification of everything where it's like, yo, dude, yeah, he's yeah. got like super muscles and he works out and look at him moving the tire. Right. And I'm like, OK, that's great for like a <laughs> right, sequence. Right, but right. like not everybody has to be hard. But the thing that I wanted yeah. to say about Monster Matador, too, is that, you know, when when we were growing up, Whenever you had a Latin character, Latinx character, you know, you they they would inevitably be like the they're like the good character, but they're surrounded like in a neighborhood of drugs, and you know maybe their yeah. brothers okay. on drugs well, or their sisters the other, a prostitute yeah, yeah. or 
right? You know what I mean? Well, that's that's yeah. Well, that's why like with um, you know with Matador, we started you know this when we started this this um, version of it. We started it's very it's very on purpose that the first story Tango the Matador takes place in Guatemala, uh-huh. and it's not the quarter the the the, the, the the unnamed South American country or yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. El Cortez or whatever. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where everyone's, where everyone's dressed like they were in the 1850s and, and, and there's a, a generalissimo. And, everyone's yeah, got El sombreros on. Yeah. 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 It's all the time. And, and one of the things that was very important with that book and, and one of the great things about having, uh, you know, a Latino creative team, you know, Fabio, and Alex is that I remember telling Fabio, I'm like, Hey, you know, I, I sent him research. I sent him photos reference for the Guatemalan characters. I'm like, I want them to look like actual Guatemalans, not like comic book Latinos who yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just white people colored Brown or, or whatever. And, and, and I remember he wrote back right He's like, don't worry, I'll give you some good Guatemalans. You know? <laughs> and, He's like, don't worry about it. Like I know, you know, and, and he, and if you look at that book, everyone in that book feels like a real person, Uh Mm. you know, and the Guatemala in that book is Guatemala, right? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a sea town, uh, Puerto Barrios. It's a real place. It looks like a real place. There's no, there's no military. You know what I mean? There's not those, like those tropes that you see all the time. And that that was very, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, if you were in a Latino country, it was like always downtrodden, yeah. or you know, like always. Yeah, like, exactly. Or yeah, if yeah. you were, if the superhero was like the guy fighting in the neighborhood, it was always like, oh, like I said, surrounded in a in a terrible yeah. neighborhood with drugs, and he said yeah. Icaramba a lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it yeah, wasn't exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, it was just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like the worst because yeah. even though right, you had, which, yeah, yeah, you had a superhero. Like, oh, yeah. I'm trying to keep my brother off drugs, you know, or, oh, I'm right. trying. It's always, it's always, always like something. His family could never be like, which is why I really loved that latest Blue Beetle that came out. Because I was like, I remember yeah, sitting yeah, there yeah, in the yeah, theater yeah. and just being like blown away. Like, I didn't realize the yeah. effect that something like that would have on me. And it's kind of the same effect that your book has had on me, too. You know, when I pick yeah, it up, yeah. I'm like, there's none of this, like. Oh my yeah. God. Or, or none of the, the shame of like what we were talking about, like the tropes, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Blue Beetle right. fully yeah, yeah. embraced, like the, the, the kind of craziness too, sometimes of your fam- Latin family. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, they made a Vix yeah, Vaporub yeah, yeah, yeah. joke, joke, which I'm just yeah. like Vix uh-huh. Vapor, you know, which I'm using a lot of right now <laughs> as we talk. But, and I was just like, Holy shit. Like they, put a Vicks vapor yeah. so you understand like that was always the thing growing up and like you would see it with Luke Cage you would see it with like all these other mm-hmm. heroes like in the 70s and 80s where it was just yeah, like yeah. you could tell that the publishers Sweet were cook. trying to kind of like do a good thing sometimes not always but they put them in these situations yeah. where it's like they're the the characters that they were dealing with were such caricatures of what people thought were downtrodden black or Latino people like, right. you were just like yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and don't even yeah. get me started on the Asians. Like it was just embarrassing. Like you would just be like, Oh, my oh God. yeah. 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 They were all, they were all dressed like they were uh, in the Vietnam war or something. <laughs> it's just like the worst. The always, worst. No, I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible, but yeah. it would always be, what are, you know, the rice, the right. I don't know what they're called, but the triangle hats. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's like the same thing. It's just this very kind of like, 
like I don't know basic like it, it's it's like the modern world has not catched up in these places and you're like really because you go to Mexico City it's yeah. it's stunning yeah it's a modern city mixed with like you know the old and the, I mean it's a fascinating fascinating city yeah and yeah. all anyone talks about is oh cartels 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 but and you know obviously it's a problem but it's not but that would be like you know here talking about whatever the same sort of thing it's like yeah, yeah it isn't problem everywhere but that's not the culture that's not like the sum of like the country you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah yeah i mean it was like if you were to go to the u.s and talk about white supremacists or something like you know right, what i mean yeah. like yeah, you would think like oh my god the entire country. yeah the entire country is white supremacists which we're not it's only it's only 50 percent, guys <laughs> oh, jesus that's that's yeah. a bad joke steve uh <laughs> but no um, one of the things i wanted to ask you about too is i mean you've been with this character for a long time and you've had a several, long time <laughs> yeah for like several kickstarters and stuff and one of the times we yeah we chatted in person, like you showed me an action figure and stuff like that. What are the challenges of yeah, yeah. like getting a character like this, you know, sort of like more to the mainstream? Because I feel, I always am, I always look at your stuff and I'm like, this should be bigger than it is. I mean, that's just my, that's yeah, my yeah. opinion. Like, I'm always yeah. like this, I mean, not saying that you're not big, but you, you understand what I'm saying. I'm not disparaging. I'm not, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, no, no, we can talk. We we can we're gonna get real now, Christian. Oh, we're gonna get real. All right, let's get real while <laughs> no, we're all high no, on cold I mean, medicine. If you want to have that conversation, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, I, you know, one thing I I do want to say, I do have uh, my 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 grandfather, my my family going back is Spanish, and that's kind of kind of where the whole matador came thing came from for me. Uh -huh. Ever since oh, I gotcha. was a kid, okay. I've been obsessed. I've been obsessed with matadors, but I did make him Mexican because I, you know, Mexico is like right here for us and it's more familiar for me. Yeah. 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 Um, and it makes more sense here. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's a funny thing because sometimes Spanish people will, they'll be like, why is he Mexican? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, they're like, no, you know, matadors are Spanish. I'm like, yeah, but you know, it's Mexico is the second large, you know, and it's a pretty big thing there too. Yeah. I mean, I saw a bullfight uh, but, in but it's Columbia. Funny, but it, yeah. 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 But again, it's, 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 it really is. People have a very strong Latino have a very strong connection to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, but, um, but getting, you know, to comics, I mean, the comics are, I, so, you know, you guys have your whole thing with the, with the company that shall not be named. Sure. And a lot of, a lot, I knew a lot of people at that company, uh, Pepos, Ryland, whatever, they were all kind of placing books there. And, uh, when I was kind of ready with Matador and getting ready to, you know, take it out and start pitching it, um, all the stuff went down with that company. And I was originally going to, you know, Oh, so you were lucky. You were about to, you were about I, to pitch I, I, to I them. Was gonna, I, I was going to pitch it to them. Yeah. 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 Although, and at the time I remember talking to Ryland and Ryland was like, uh, just hold off a minute. Let me, you know, <laughs> cause none of this was public yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And he was kind of like, just hold, you know, hold on. And, and, uh, and then, uh, around that time kick, you know, people, I think Charlie, Charlie, I don't, I don't know how I met Charlie. It was probably through Ryan. Charlie Stickney. Yeah. Of and, white and ash Kickstarter, fame. Yeah. Of white ash fame and Kickstarter was sort of starting to be a thing. So I was looking at that, uh, Ryland, I know was, was doing one for the jump and, uh, Carla Nappi, who's who does a book called Duplicate. Yeah, yeah. And um, the three of us are, are very are good friends. We we were in a, a 
a workshop class at uh, Meltdown Comics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, that's probably and, how and, I and met most it. of you. Was it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were doing yeah. a like mini convention at like yeah, what, yeah, yes, a yeah, shop yeah, called Quest or something Apple. like that. Maybe. I don't oh know. yeah, we did it at a shop called Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I was, you know, I was kind of like, ah, I don't really, you know, whatever. And then the and then the pandemic happened, and yeah. no one knew. And then you know, diamond, everyone, you know. So a lot of us went to Kickstarter. Yeah. And uh, during the pandemic, I mean, I just I wasn't that that was the safest to me in my mind. That was kind of the safest bet. Yeah. Right. Um, because no one knew who was going to be in business or, you know, if we were, if there was even going to be <laughs> a business a yeah, or, or a world. You know, yeah. Or, yeah. Or how dead we were going to be in the next few months or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, those first few months, no, I mean, it was kind of like, no one really knew anything. I mean, we were all kind of like, is this going to be 28 days later or is it? Yeah. Gonna be <laughs> no one knew it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, or, or, or are we going to just kind of go back to normal-ish or whatever? Yeah. 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 Um, no, you're right. You're right. People so, forget that. Like what it was like in the beginning. Get that. How yeah. terrified we were. We were yeah, all the, wiping our groceries off with the uh, Clorox wipes if we could find them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I mean, I had, I had a. I mean, my kids were, 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 I mean, they're small now, but they were, they were smaller. Yeah. You know, they were, were tiny. Uh, my son was five and my daughter was like, I think one and a half, two, wow. not even two. Yeah. And I, I just remember those first few days, like, you were like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What is going on? Yeah. 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 Who cares and, about but, comics anyway, right so, now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Kickstarter, you know, and, um, I've, I, you know, getting to know more and more people, um, you know, I've gotten to see contracts. I've gotten to talk to people who have been to publishers. I've talked to some publishers about it and I just, um, you know, the, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to, you know, the, the contracts are just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just are. They're exploitive. Um, and the way in which the comic industry works now, the, the benefit of having a publisher is that you have a logo on your book. Yeah. But it doesn't really make that much of a difference. Um, yeah. And the thing with the publisher is that they're just looking, they're just, they're just throwing everything at the wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they don't, they don't, they don't, you know, they're going to put your book out and then they're going to move on to the next book and then they're going to move on to the next book. And you're going to be doing all the work anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so why am I giving you 50%? Yeah. For me to still, and on top of that, you know, the dirty little secret is that a lot of indie publishers don't actually pay you to make the book. They yeah. expect you to have the book done. And then they'll publish it, which is why you'll see a lot of books that go from Kickstarter to a small publisher. And doing that, you've already put all the money in. You've already done all the work. And now you're giving them 50% to slap a logo on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, um, so, 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 so there's a lot of that. And, and, um, 
you know, as I always say, being in LA, I can throw a rock and hit someone that's connected to someone who's connected to someone. Sure. You know I mean? So I, I just, and I, I'm working with someone, you know, who's, who's a partner who's helping me with that kind of stuff outside of comics. But it just, to me, it just didn't seem, or it doesn't seem uh, really worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you think the benefits of how you're doing it now, I mean, outweigh like signing something. What if it was like something like Image Comics? Does that make a difference? Image is different. Yeah. Image. Yeah. Image is different. Dark Horse, that sort of thing. It's, yeah. Because, I mean, this is. If if you. No, go ahead. Yeah. But if it's Dark Horse, Image is great because you own everything. Dark, you know, but like, here's the thing. If you, if you're willing to give a fair contract, right. One that is not exploited. Yeah. And predatory. Yeah, I'm happy to do. I would love to do it. Yeah, but you know, and, and again, I don't want to get into other people's stuff. But yeah. like, I talk to a lot of creators. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people are not happy. We all have to put on a happy face. Yeah, yeah. But like, I know what happens when you sign with so and so. I know what they want. I know what happened. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and here's the thing that the other thing that I'm going to say, my goal, my kind of, I is not to write for Marvel or DC. Sure. Okay. Yeah. If they come calling, I'm happy. I'm happy to do a pitch. I'm happy to write, but that's not my end goal. If your end goal is to do that, if your goal is to say, I want to write Spider-Man or X-Men and that's what I want to do. Yeah. Then you suck it up and you sign whatever contract is in front of you and you get your books. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Totally. 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 Because that's the way to do it. That's that's how you have to do it. Yeah. You know, there's a process and there's a, a thing. Kickstarter, I, I think you could get to that same point. I think you can do the same thing. But it's a much it's a much different process. It's a much longer process. Um, I'd love to do other books other than Matador, and there are other pitches I'm working on that I'd like to pitch. But part of the challenge I'm having now is I've got I've got a couple pitches. I've got a, I've got a few scripts, and I don't really want to kickstart them. But the problem is like. I can pitch all I want, but unless I have the first issue done, yeah. it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't have another five or $6,000 laying around. Yeah, yeah. Well, you also have issue, a family so I, and kids. Like, that's the other thing that people don't take into yeah, account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but also, like, I and for me personally, I hate, hate, hate the idea of kickstarting a book for one issue just so I could pitch it to a publisher. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. to me that that to me that breaks the trust I have with that audience. To me, it, it feels like I'm just using you to get money so I can pitch it here. And by the way, now you can buy it. You know. Sure, I, sure. I, I think what one of the things I love about Kickstarter is you you really are building not just an audience, but but a rapport with that audience. You know, yeah. like I've made a, a lot of people who have become friends, people who've been you know. Uh, who I see at conventions now. Um, and one of the night, you know, one of the frustrating things, like you say, because I have a family and kids and whatever is it's hard to get out there and travel and do more conventions. But I'll tell you like, and, and one of the reasons why it's frustrating is because when I do conventions, like I do great at conventions, okay. right? My Kickstarter. Hey, I subsidize a lot of that at doing conventions. Got it. You know? Yeah. And, and and what's cool now is that I've done enough where people come back 
specifically to look for me and be like, hey, where's the new Monster Matador? You know, I have people, and I'm like, hey, there's Kickstarter. They're like, no, 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 no. When am I going to see you at the show? Oh, that's great. Which is great, though. You start to build, you know, you start to build these different audiences. And, you know, we've had the book in stores here in, in California and, and people buy it itself. So like, you know, it's, you know, the challenge is just, is getting it is sort of moving beyond that. And I think, you know, it's, it's just a process that takes time. Um, Uh and you know, we, I, I do have, uh, when we had the singles done and this is part of like one of the things I have to do next year is, uh, we, we, we put together a sell sheet. We reached out to about, I think it was like three or 400 stores and there was a lot of interest in it in, in stores, you know, willing to take a chance on it and buy it. But, um, at the end of the day, the economics just didn't work out for doing single issues. Sure. Sure. Um, and in shops, you mean not via Kickstarter right? shops, but a lot of them were like, Hey, when, when you have a collection, let us know because you know, we'll do that. That's great. Um, so it just have to go. So, you know, it's like, but, and, you know, but for shops, it's hard, you know, they, you've got to, one thing people, you know, yeah. Marvel, Marvel puts out like, God knows how many books a week Yeah, image puts, you know, image. I, I think most publishers are putting out anywhere from, you know, 30 to, to seven and small publishers are putting out 30, 40 books a month. Yeah. yeah. On top of everything Marvel's putting out. You know, and you just, there's just so much. And I think, you know, as a creator, you know, um, and a lot of these books just don't sell. Well, that's the thing. And this is the conversation. They sell sell variant covers. Yeah. You go to, I go to shops, all that you see rows and rows of indie books of, of these books and they're in dollar boxes, 50 cent boxes. Yeah. Well, that, that is multiples upon multiples because the stores are ordering 20 copies to get the one variant they're selling to the one guy. And the idea that the publishers will market you and tell you, Hey, you're going to have these 20 copies and you can, you can sell these cheap to someone and they'll pick up the book and they'll love it and they'll buy the next four issues. But the truth is they'll pick up the book for a dollar and they'll wait for the next few yeah. to yeah. make a dollar. Yeah. And I was just reading an interview with uh, the Mile High Comics guy, Chuck Rosansky, and he made a really interesting point. I, I hadn't thought of this, but he made a really interesting point where in the 80s, you know, comics or whatever they were, 50 cents, 75 cents. And if they didn't sell, you would put them in the dollar box, right? And yeah. you make a quarter or whatever off of them. Nowadays, comics cost $4 and you put them in the dollar box. You're losing money on every single copy you sell. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not even the the price that they paid for them either. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because before stores, you you would still be making 50 cents a book if you sold them for a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or or even more than that. But now you're making your it's a loss. Every time you sell a book from a dollar box, you're losing money. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's sustainable. If you want me to be completely honest, I mean, that is one of the reasons that I've never felt like going full bore, you know, with my own comic, like, you know what I mean? Just sitting down because I go into shops and I'm like, dude, like there are people that I've interviewed on this podcast, like within the past several years and their stuff is in the 50% off. 
their stuff is in the dollar bin. And I'm just like, and this it's is... good stuff. It's not, yeah, I'm no, not, no. And, and again, I'm not, it's nothing to do with the quality of the book. Absolutely. Or it's a lot of great, there's a lot of fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, but a lot yeah. of it ends up, you know, in, you know, what people consider like the less desirable. And I'm one of those people that, right. you know, when I go into my shop, they're nice enough to be like, yeah, there's the guy who's going to hit the 50% off thing first because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a bargain hunter. Like, that's just me. Like, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm also and, not the type of fan that I need to read the most current thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Right. Like, like for right. me personally, you know, my comic shop has helped me started tracking down the old Valiant universe books. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, those are fun. and I was just like, Oh, I used to love this stuff. You know what I mean? And they have some yeah. in stock. And so, so they were nice. They're nice enough to help me track it down because I was like, Oh, I don't mm -hmm. care about recent. I care about good. Like, right. And, but it yeah, seems yeah. like the comics market is still stuck in this. What's new sort of thing. When it seemed where it's very much like streaming to me, like Netflix, it's like, great. You got a show on Netflix that'll be gone in three weeks. It'll be popular and you'll be like yeah, yeah, yeah. toast of the town. Yeah. But now it's like, like I just, um, the other, uh, the other night for some reason, I just felt like, uh, why not give it a second shot? I'm going to look at cowboy bebop, you know, the live action. Sort oh of thing. yeah. 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 That thing was a band. It's just sitting there on that. Nobody cares about it. It's, it's floating in yeah. the ether. Like no DVDs or Blu-rays were released, were released. And that's kind of like, what I, how I see the comics market these days as terrible as it is to say there's so much stuff. There's too much stuff. Like, and it sucks because I can't even keep up with it. Like I love reading, you know, I can't dude, I can't even keep up with the Kickstarter stuff that I, that I get. Like, yeah. 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 You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And God forbid. You yeah. Know, no, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's you crazy. Know? It's, and, and I'll be, yeah. But it's you know, again, like you shouldn't be putting out more books than you can market. You shouldn't be, Telling creators, yeah, go ahead and market your own book because we just don't have the bandwidth to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be putting out forty books a month if they're selling you know less than five thousand copies. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. If you don't, if you can't take, if you because again, like you know, and, and you know, like say the sad thing is these are not like these are not books that deserve to be in a clearance bin. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, you agree. know, at least, and 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 you know, I know too. If I go to a publisher, um, and and I think Monster Matador is a book that can be a big hit, but it needs to be marketed. Yeah. You need to get it to the right audience. You need to, you know, and no publisher is going to do that. They're going to publish it. They're going to slap it in previews, and it's going to be in there, buried with a hundred other things. Yeah. You know that came out that week and it'll do four issues and then they'll move on to the next thing. And I won't be able to do anything with it because the rights are tied up. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's the story with, and that's the story with a lot of people, you know, so a lot of books. Do you think, I mean, cause this is the thing, right? Like nobody's just making comics, right? I mean, you and I, we really like comics. We love comics. Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. we've been on for an hour. We both have colds. So I don't want to keep you on for too long, but like, no, yeah, yeah. but is the no, end goal, no. like the end goal is the entertainment rights. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Right. Like, I mean, unfortunately, well, the right? end goal, I mean, that's, or marketing, I call or, the end goal, but, but it's, it's part of the goal, Yeah, you know? Yeah. But honestly, and being 100% honest, I would love to be able 
to do this book. I, I, I had this book, you know, I have ideas for this book. I can do 300 issues of Monster Matter. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I would love to be able to get to a point where I can do like six issues a year without doing Kickstarter, get it into the store. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, two or three little mini series a year or whatever. I would love to be able to, I would love for that to be sustainable. Yeah. You want to talk about the end goal? That's the end goal. Cause I love, I love it as a comic. I think it's, it's great. Yeah. You know? And I would love, I would love to be able to tell like longer form stories. You know, one of the, one of the, you know, one of the things about Kickstarter and, and there's, there, there's, there's a few lines of thinking to this. Uh, some people will say, well, if you have like a 10 issue story, then just make it 10 issues on Kickstarter. But yeah. the reality is 10 issues on Kickstarter is probably going to take about five years. Yeah, or yeah, six yeah, years, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, with Matador, we've been doing these, um, uh, you know, Tangle the Matadors was three issues. Um, Afropocalypse was a 65-page special. Once Upon Some Monsters is four issues. Um, and, you know, there, there are these, and, and part of, I, part of what's, what's um appealed to people especially on kickstarter there's these there are these very tight action-packed uh stories you know what i mean yeah 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 and and you don't have to feel like oh man <laughs> i've got to get eight issues of this thing you know when when we ever we run a kickstarter what's nice about it and, and what i see with in terms of backers is you know, for once upon some monsters in Mexico, number one, we'll get people trying number one out. They won't go back and they won't get the volume one trade. Oh, but now that they've tried it out, you know, we'll see on the next one what happens. And what I've been seeing historically is that they'll try it out and then they'll go back and get the rest. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's nice. It's nice to have those entry points in there and not feel the weight of like, because once you get to seven, because I think we're, this would be like the seventh or eighth issue. It feels like, oh man, because Kickstarter, you know, let's face it, is it it's it's a little more expensive than buying a book at a shop because of Yes, you know, you're raising money too. So when you're looking at eight issues on Kickstarter, that's a big investment to do right off the bat. So if I come at you and go, Okay, here's issue eight, and you're like, Yeah, this book looks cool, but oh, I don't know if I want to spend like fifty you know, bucks whatever. for a PDF. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But yeah. I want to try out an issue and I don't want to feel lost. Okay, I can try this number one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, so, yeah. these are conversations that we've had like a lot, like when we uh, yeah. meet up at conventions. Yeah. So this, yeah. Yeah, so this over this overarching arc that we're telling is is really, it, it's going to work out to 12 issues, right? But it's but it's broken up into these, these little bites. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. But I, I, would love, I would love to be able to do and sit down and be like, okay, here is the twelve issue arc of Monster Matador that yeah. we can put out month by monthly. Because I think too, like when you're waiting, uh, I you know the first year the first year we did it, I did them every four months. It was I think it's like three issues. Yeah, the first year for and it was just it's running a Kickstarter is it's, it's a lot, you know? Yep. And, and the other thing that I was trying to be cognizant about is also, it's just, you know, the cost of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, so I, I felt like if I do two books a year, that's a reasonable ask. You know sure. what I mean? Sure. Um, sure. I'm not asking you to spend like, four, you know, the equip four or five Kickstarters a year. Um, 
And, and I think that's manageable enough. But at the same time with the story, I, I feel like if you're waiting, if you're getting two issues a year, three issues a year, you know, two issues a year, like this first part of Once Upon Some Monsters in Mexico with this, the first two issues, you'll feel like you got a story, yeah, you know, and it connects the back half of it. So I, I always, you know, one of the things I like, I want people to feel like they're getting like a story's worth and they're not waiting a year for like, oh man, I got to wait two years. Yeah. 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 And the, because to me, and, and I'll be honest, and I, I support a lot of Kickstarters. I do Kickstarters. I'm a Kickstarter creator. A lot of my friends are Kickstarter creators. I get, by the time you're on issue number six, I'm like, I don't remember what I read three years yeah, ago. <laughs> that is true. It's hard, you know? So, yeah. and there's a lot of, there's a lot of different modes of thought about that. And a lot of, a lot of books are different. A lot of audiences react differently. Um, for a book like Monster Matador, which is a, you know, a traditional kind of monster of the week kind of book, you know, yeah. obviously it's more than that, but you know, you, I also want to be cognizant that like, yeah, I can't do like the Bendis thing or whatever, take four issues to build up the monster because yeah, you don't want to buy four issues of monster matador before you see a fucking monster. Yeah. 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 Or pull that. What is it? Gareth Edward Godzilla, where he just shows up at the monster yeah, shows up yeah. at the end. Yeah. 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 So I would, but but, you know, at the same time, I would love to do a slow burn like that. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of the slow just, burn these days. No, but I, 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 I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I totally am with you. I would do it. I would do it a little differently, of course. But yeah, but 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 the point being, you know, like, um, you know, it, you know, you have to adapt to kind of the format. That yeah. You, do, you know, well, uh, but what's nice, too, is that when I go to cons, if I have two issues, I can say, yes, these two issues are a complete story. Tangle the Matadors is a complete story. If you, if Afropocalypse is kind of the follow-up to it, it's the sequel, you can read it or you don't have to. Or if, if Afropocalypse looks more interesting to you because it, because Christian Horn is in it <laughs> and you're a big, you're a big Christian Horn fan, you can read. Nobody's a big Christian Horn fan. Nobody. You, you can, Why you, you put can, me in that comic, that. I'll never know, but I appreciate it. Uh, uh, because I had the joke, the, you know, the Hans and Schrader. And and nice. Sure. Funny. It works. Uh, but, but if you want to read just that book, you can pick up that story and you don't have to feel like, oh, man, I, you know, I mean, you should because it's all because, you know. But but you don't have to feel that way. Um, and, and that's worked out for me. And I think that's why it's been so. Uh, I've done so well at success, uh, conventions and signings because um, people are able, they don't feel like they have to pick up six issues, right? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. They feel like they can pick up one story. And a lot of times people will come back like, hey, I really like this. Okay, what's the rest of it? Let me get the rest of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, so anyway, that's... that's uh, well, one last question then. How yeah. do you feel? Because I mean, we, again, we've talked about a lot of like different Kickstarter people, people that we know or are friendly with or have come on this podcast and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, because I know that one of the things that like, for me, it's like, I see a lot of writers and they're producing books and they're working with other artists and stuff like that. And it's like, am I damaging myself by just doing one thing and like 
wanting to draw it, wanting to, you know, it, ta it takes me years to come out with anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? And mostly because of job and, and, and stuff like that. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how are your feelings about, um, you know, just sticking with Monster Matador as a property? I mean, you said you have other ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, do you feel that professionally, like sticking to this one thing has hurt you in any way? Um, I, I think. Christian Horn has a tough question. Uh, okay, that's why he has I, fans. No, I'll be honest. It, 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 it's a tough, that's right. It's a tough question to answer because I think you have to do what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do what you want. And you know, look, um, in terms of the way I think and the way I look at it, you know, I, I used to be, I, I would, I would do one idea. I would do the next, I would, you know, and to me, I think part of the reasons why Matador has been successful and why it's, it's work is because there's been a consistency of release, right? Yeah. Um, if I do another book, that means it's probably going to be a year, maybe more, between issues, right? Because I don't have the bandwidth. I mean, I know people who do five Kickstarters a year. I don't yeah. know how they. I don't know how they do it either. Yeah. Um, I just don't. And you know what? And you know, everyone does things differently in terms of you know. Some people do splits with their artists. Some people do different things. I cannot afford it. I can't yeah. afford to do multiple books. And to me, and I'll be honest, like even with the Kickstarter the money term, coming in, you're saying. Yeah, but the Kickstarter money is, is barely paying for the book. Got like it. I said, I have to subsidize it doing show. Yeah, it's you need like in order. Well, I think that's one of the things really... that people don't understand, right? People think that people are yeah. just rolling in the dough because they got their Kickstarter money, but Kickstarter gets a chunk. You got to pay taxes, then you got to pay shipping, you all got, that I, stuff. I, I got to pay printing. I got to pay the last Kickstarter. It didn't pay for the book. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But, see, that's what know, scares the to... shit out of me about doing a Kickstarter. Yeah. Like. But yeah. but the thing is though I have a, a I have a trade collection now. Yeah. Okay. I have six issues that I can sell. So when I go to cons, I can sell I can sell those books and I can make a little bit of money, and that money helps pay for it subsidizes the book. Sure. I always plan to be a little bit in the red on this book. Okay. Like if you're doing a Kickstarter, you should save some money first, write it off, and that should be your you know, always think of yourself as maybe being a book behind, a book or two behind. Got and it. be okay with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There yeah. so like there are ways to boost your numbers and Kickstarter and whatnot. And for me, I've always I it's hard because I work ahead, right? Yeah. So something like where you're doing draw yourself as a character into the book or whatever, we don't do that. Yeah. Um I don't do commissions with Fabio. I don't and, and not for any any bad reason, but it's just there are things that, like, to me, my panic is, like, I just want to get you the book. I want to make sure I get you the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to be in a situation, and it's not Fabio's fault. The uh, mailing to and from Brazil oh my God. is 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 horrible. It's, yeah. Uh, we got we did those book yeah. We did book plates, and it took six months, basically. Wow. So, you know, there's this panic of like when Fabio does, we do a little some art pieces for the campaign that we sell uh, as add-ons and whatever. And I, I do those months in advance because I want to make sure I actually have them in hand. Yeah. 
And yeah. that's no fault of his. That's just the reality of international shipping. Sure. Right? To 100%. Certain, uh, so anyway, so, um, but, you know, you know, career-wise, yeah, of course, it would, it would be a huge benefit to do other books. Um, but at the same time, you know, I see a lot of people doing other books. And like I say, if it works for you, it works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you really have to, you really have to figure, what is your end goal? Yeah. It's great that, yeah, I have a million ideas that I can do, but, you know, just because you have a million ideas doesn't mean you should. <laughs> you sure. Should um, and, you know, I think my, Monster Matador is something that, that works. I think there's potential with it beyond even comics. I think it's just one of those things that just, if if you're a creator, you know, you might get lucky with something that just, you know, is so obvious that yeah. no one has done it before. And I think Monster Matador is that. Yeah. And 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 I think it's it, it it's a weird thing. Like I I I, I just I, I I think I think it benefits the property because I, I think what I see a lot of is um you see a lot of people doing books like multiple books and stuff just gets lost because it's okay. Here's issue of this. Here's issue of this. Here's issue of this. Here's issue of this. Yeah. And then a year and a half later, here's the second issue of this. And you're like, wait a minute, what, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there are people like, um, who have been doing Kickstarters for, you know, back before we all started doing, it. you know, Charlie and, and Pat Shand, who's, who yeah. does uh destiny in New York. And, you know, Pat, Pat has, done uh you know he's 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 king of the hill right I yeah mean, definitely uh, seems like it. An, but and and you know he has done a great job uh you know destiny new york but he has he has a brand he has a style of book he does you know yeah uh he has an audience that he's cultivated and he's been able to expand um charlie uh charlie stickney is another but the difference you know, between Charlie and Pat and a lot of other people who are doing these multiple books, Charlie did five or six issues of White Ash before doing anything else, you know, and White Ash, he built White Ash into, into I mean, these are fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 campaigns, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when you're doing that and you expand, you have a little more, a little more runway, right? Because not everyone is going to, uh, you know, he, he did Glarian first, which is a white, white ash spinoff, which is very successful. And then he did different things like the game. Yeah. And how to sleep your way, your way through college, which again, are very much on brand for Charlie, but they're not within the white ash universe. And, and they're both very successful books, but you know, he built that audience and he built that brand to where he can do, you know, it, it, it's not like if I were to do another, a different book I'm really rolling the dice again you know yeah. what I mean and I see it with a lot of people where you know we're successful on Kickstarter but we're not Charlie Stickney successful yeah yeah and, yeah yeah and and to go you know really what's so to me it's like focus on building the one thing you know and getting that maybe bigger and whatever and then you know then it makes more sense to throw money at something else and take that risk. Sure, sure. 
sure. but right, but right now, I, and 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 the other thing, and I, I, I'm rambling and, and maybe talking a little too much. No, we're uh, on cold medicine, so. Kick, <laughs> but Kickstarter, listen, the the truth about Kickstarter and and the books that do spectacular on Kickstarter. And everybody makes fun of this, and we all tease about it. You know, it's like it's a lot of boobs, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But but the reality is, you know, these books have always been popular. Yeah. And I don't know. You're old enough. You remember in the '80s or the '90s, there used to be a spot in the comic book shop where they had those books. There were oh books yeah, Baha, Cherry Blossom. You know, those yeah. books sold. Fantagraphics uh, had a spinoff. Uh, line called eros publishing or whatever yeah, it yeah. saved that company in the 90s oh did <laughs> you know it really I, mean? I didn't know that yeah i mean that's how they survived was selling porn books yeah but i mean but today the thing that to me is like that stuff is free online like so like why are we but but no 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 that's that's porn that's porn but but people want comic you know com but it's you know comics whatever so there the point being that yeah. there's an audience for that that is not served in the direct market oh for sure okay? yeah yeah and Absolutely. you know you look at you look at the lgbtq uh, lgbtq stuff that does really really well on kickstarter yes that stuff is on in the direct market but on kickstarter like they don't have the restrictions and like the hesitations yeah. that a lot of it's like, oh, hey, we're going to make this character gay. Come read the book, you know, like yeah. on Kickstarter. It's 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 though it's gay creators who are doing books that are personal. Uh, within genre, within, you know, whatever. Yeah. That are without those restrictions, without yeah. the, the hesitation of a publisher going, well, maybe we shouldn't push it. That yeah, they can do what that. they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Kickstarter is if you have a book like that, then yeah, it's probably worth taking the risk because there's a big audience for that because they're not served in the direct market. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. So to me, it's kind of, so like, you know, like I said, we all make, we all kind of groan whenever we see the next titty book, but I, you know, at the same time I get it. I mean, who's the, the lady death guy, Brian Polito. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's on Kickstarter now. Yeah, I know. Killing it. He makes a couple hundred thousand. But you know what? Lady Death was one of the biggest independent books in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I remember. And, and truth be told, it would probably die in the direct market. Yeah, now, just, for sure. Not because fans, but because, like, there's no good way to reach the audience to tell them, hey, go to your comic shop every month to get this book. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're just, right. I, the shop owners, I feel bad. You know, shop owners are really like, yeah, it's tough out there right now. There's, yeah, yeah. No, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way you could sell 400 new books a month. You just can't. You you don't have the time. You don't have the. Yeah, it's just impossible. You know, and it's why the same books are the same books that are sell and sell all the time, and everything else kind of goes by the wayside and ends up in the dollar box. Like, yeah, I've seen books in the dollar. I've seen books in the dollar box. I'm like, what the fuck is this doing here? This is amazing. Oh no, me too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'll and then I'll see books in the dollar box. I'll be like, I've never heard of this book. I've never. And I'll re I'm like, this is amazing. Why is no one talking about? This? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, me too. The same because, thing. Because because the publisher tells the creator it's all on you, and the creator only has like you know, 
hundred followers. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, how yeah, do you yeah. break through? How do you market it? Like, that's not mark. You know, yeah, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, and and it it, it kills me every time. Uh, you see these marketing the marketing people from comics patting themselves on the back. Yeah, yeah. It's like really, what about the other eighty books you're putting out a month? Yeah. That are Doing anything that book didn't sell because of you that book sold because keanu reeves yeah keanu wrote. reeves yeah 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 you got keanu nope. reeves to do it yeah yeah or because of your marketing they went to buy it because it was keanu you know but the other 80 books or whatever that you're selling that no one's buying you know because you're not marketing them yeah 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 and i'm not being on boom boom actually does really good marketing no they do growth. great books i mean that's the thing is they, they all do. but they got and, and they do great books yeah yeah, I no. Just, I just picked out Keanu because it's Keanu. But, but, no, but like, he's just. The point being, it's like, yeah. No, it helps yeah, to have a celebrity, like, right? Like, that's, you know. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was hoping Christian Horn would be that. Yeah, celebrity. I know. Boy, <laughs> boy, did you wrong. bark up the wrong tree there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Boy, yeah, did yeah, you. Between yeah. You and, between you and Dave Schrader. Christian Horn like... is the sad sack of all conventions <laughs> <laughs> that is just oh my gosh but monster matador is not a sad sack stephen prince oh, no, thank no. you for coming on with a cold yeah yeah and yeah. uh this uh kickstarter is monster matador once upon a time some monsters in mexico we didn't even get a chance to talk. i was going to ask you about like um uh you know the sergio leone like westerns and stuff like that like your thoughts on oh, that oh yeah next time we should, yeah, yeah next time I we mean, should talk about that yeah, because I mean, that's I, what's that? It, it's been a while, but whenever I used to uh, listen, whenever I used to um, try to come up with ideas for Monster Matador, I would listen to the good, the bad, and the ugly oh, soundtrack. Such a good soundtrack. Especially uh, the graveyard theme. Oh, know, such a great score. Graveyard. I need to show he that. Would, I, I, yeah, yeah. I need uh, to show that to my daughter. I, that's, uh, yeah. Uh, so, Leone is a huge 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 yeah huge influence. once upon a time in the west uh good the bad and the ugly especially yeah. yeah once upon a time in the west is my favorite one is my favorite it's 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 incredible i was it's, i was it's... lucky enough to see it at the arc light uh years ago and i didn't know what i was in for yeah. like i had no idea and i was just and it was yeah huge. I had, you know to me yeah to me it was always good the bad and the ugly that was always it and oh i, I love discover... that one too yeah 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 but i didn't discover good the bad and the ugly until later and and it just it just blew me away. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah. the 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 opening scene with Bronson and in, in the bar, and, uh, and they come out, you know, with the yeah. horses. You know, well, the whole line. thing with them just like uh, waiting for the train in the beginning, and it takes yeah. forever, oh, and you're just like, this is great. Like we're just waiting for the, yeah. you, you know, what is going on? Like yeah. why are these people looking at each other? Like like it's so great. It's so good. It's it's so yeah. The way that builds up, it's just oh my god. Yeah. Oh, we should gonna, we should do a we should do a film club on Leon movies. Like, let's do that. I'll, Come back on and we'll I'll talk about Leon movies, Sergio Leon movies. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. But in the meantime, this is Monster Matador currently on Kickstarter by Kickstarter Kickstarter. By the time that this uh, interview dropped, we're from Brooklyn. <laughs> Kickstarter. And my I, New York I am came from out. Brooklyn, so I should I should say it. <laughs> but once upon a time, some monsters. Well, oh no! Once upon a time, some monsters in Mexico. <laughs> See, even I am confused. Look, it's all the cold medicine right. people. But Stephen Prince, yeah. I, I love your book. I think you're great. Um, I will support your daughter this year with Girl Scout cookies since you've been supporting mine for the past <laughs> yeah. several years. 
but everyone should go support Once Upon Some Monsters in Mexico. Monster Matador on Kickstarter now. Stephen right. Prince, where can people find you online? Uh, Monster Matador. <laughs> is it MonsterMatador.com uh, or? Uh, we're MonsterMatador.com and then Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're at Monster Matador. I'm on, uh, what's the trendy one? Blue Sky. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Monster Matador. You're still um, on the Twix, aren't you? Terrible, terrible. Th I think I think I'm on Threads. Yeah, Threads. Monster threads. Matador. Oh, you jumped on all of them. Good for you. All right. You ha I have no choice. <laughs> Christian, you... this is how you succeed. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> or you have the, the feeling of succeeding or in the gerbil yeah, hamster yeah, yeah. wheel yeah, yeah. that you're running no, around. Yeah, you, you, you have, you have uh, uh, the algorithms are so like, they're just horrible. They're horrible. Really, you, have, you, you have to be everywhere. That is a, that is a whole other podcast, my friend. Stephen Prince, yeah, it is. Monster Matador, Once Upon Some Monsters in Mexico. I love it. I've loved this book since I discovered it. Thank you for coming on again. It's been too long. And uh, yeah. my name is Christian Horn. And this has been another episode of the Part-Time Fanboy Podcast. You can check us out on parttimefanboy.com. Our email is ptf at parttimefanboy.com. We are still on Facebook. We are still on Instagram. We are no longer on the hellscape that is Twix. Thank you for listening through our infected, cold-filled podcast. Uh, and we will be back soon with another episode where hopefully I am not sick. Thanks for listening. Yes. Bye. Bye. Part-time fanboy.